the Stay in the Game podcast was brought to you on all major platforms using the magic of Buzzsprout. You can see our page at stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. That's stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. On that page, you'll also find all our social media links. But if you want to contact the show directly, our email is stayinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Once more, that's Stay in the Game Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Stay in the Game Podcast with me, your host, Steve. This week's theme is that freedom isn't free. Now, I think that most people know what that means in a societal sense, but I want to talk to you about how it applies in trauma recovery. As always, any views and opinions expressed on this show belong to the person or persons expressing them, and unless expressly stated, do not reflect the official policy or position of any other author, agency, organization, employer, or company. Giddy up! If you're feeling broken down, if you're feeling like you'll never be the same, join me because I'm getting back up. I'm going to stay in the game. Spring is in the air. The snow is all but gone and we're into the season of sandy roads, street sweeping, faded road markings if any at all, and pothole navigation. But spring is about renewal and not just the renewal of roads. I would someone say not even the renewal of roads, the state that they're in right now. But it can also remind us Uh, that out of every dark and cold period, there can come bright light, warmth and new growth. It doesn't come for free though. The opportunities are there, but it's up to us to grasp them. Unfortunately, when I think of the phrase, freedom isn't free, I immediately think of Team America. And while both hilarious and terrible in equal measure, the satire in that movie ties indirectly into part of my inspiration for this week's topic. Um... I'm also going to say that I've got to add in that freedom isn't free. Yes, there is a hefty fucking fee for it. Um, As terrible as it is, I've got that song in my head now. I'm going to try and shake that as I carry on. But uh, I just watched The Mauritanian. And if you haven't seen that movie, I would highly recommend it. Again, just so you're not going in blind, it does revolve around the mistreatment of detainees following the 9-11 attacks. Um, and it's based on the account of one of those detainees that was held at Guantanamo uh, without trial um, and without charge. Uh, At times the account is graphic and dark, so please just be prepared um, so that you know what you're getting into if you go to watch it. There will be some spoilers in here, so if you want to see the movie, now would be a good time to pause and watch it and possibly come back once you've seen it, just so that I don't ruin anything for you. When I watched The Mauritanian, one of the first things that struck me was how the goalposts can change as our perception of a situation changes. The movie originally highlights some facts that may infer the character, the main character, is guilty. And based solely on that information that we see at the start, everyone, the prosecution, the defence, the viewers, would happily conclude that he was guilty at that point by association, and therefore would 
be they'd be more inclined to condone some of the things that happened to him um our perceptions which will often have no basis in fact will skew our sense of what is normal and what is acceptable and what we should and shouldn't do and say and think now when you layer on the trauma brain you will see that same effect things that were once normal are now suspicious people that were once trusted are now dubious and you who was once carefree and happy are now cynical and skeptical and it's not because things have changed it's because everything is now being passed through a filter that's skewing your perception of that reality and by the same token you will see other people's reactions to you change as they without knowing all the facts make judgments about you based on what they've seen and heard and like the Mauritanian they may question your intent they may not be able to reconcile the struggling personality with the confident mask that you'd worn previously the person that they thought they had come to know some people will see your situation as unfair they will question your integrity and in response you will feel wronged by them and you will question them in the same way this is a vicious cycle brought about by a lack of understanding and a sense of entitlement to judge other people but it's not just that it's also the sense of unfairness at being judged and both sides of the coin will simultaneously uh, i'll try that again both sides of the coin will uh, simultaneously feel that unfairness in themselves and at the same time they'll fail to acknowledge it in one another a telling scene in the movie is where the military lawyer uh, objects to the evidence he has been presented with saying that he cannot use it because of the means by which it was obtained at that point he's actually called a traitor and this is something that i think everyone can relate to on some level but particularly those in a military or paramilitary setting these organizations will often um, cite that they gain their strength um as something that's found in the unquestioning loyalty of their ranks they say jump and you jump they say jump again and you ask how high and the problem with that and it's one that's raised very well in the movie is that it's impossible well not impossible but it should be impossible and it's unconscionable to defend a set of ideals when the means you use to do it throw those ideals out the window the ends cannot always justify the means. When I got into policing, I found a sentiment that I absolutely loved. And it's not known where it really originated, although it's often credited to George Orwell. Uh, but it goes something like this. People can sleep soundly in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. And I still believe that sentiment. Um ignoring the fact that it would be considered horribly sexist now but there are lots of violent rough women out there too um just set that record straight but it raises the point that sometimes unpalatable things need to happen and i'm okay with that up to a point what i'm not okay with is manipulation and abuse to the point where someone starts to question their reality that's gaslighting 
And it takes many forms, but in this movie and in my experience in my workplace, it will generally take the form of questioning your loyalty or your ability if you don't toe the line. You're especially susceptible to this if you're dealing with or have dealt with uh, things like sanctuary trauma or workplace trauma bonds. The dynamic can be similar to that of an abusive domestic relationship, which I've covered previously. Um, and it's something where you can have your worth eroded over time and then start to be manipulated what seem, you know, with what seems like an act of kindness. But just remember that anytime you feel like you're going to have to explain yourself, it's likely that you're about to be manipulated. Now, I was thinking about how all this ties together uh, when the universe provided me with some inspiration this week. I was actually contacted by a colleague who had just started listening to the podcast and they told me that they weren't aware I was doing the podcast, but they learned about it when they overheard another colleague at work mockingly making comments about it. And I assume about me. Uh, this isn't the first time I've heard that, and I know it won't be the last. But what it did do was give me some perspective into who I was, who I am, and who I want to be and continue to strive to be. So whoever this person is, I hope that them making fun of me and my situation and what I'm trying to do with this podcast brought them some measure of entertainment. And I don't mean that sarcastically. I truly hope that they feel so fulfilled and have such a great life that they are able to laugh about the things that we discuss here because that would mean that they truly have no experience or the debilitating nature of these issues and the struggles that people face in recovery. I also hope that because of the alternative. I hope that the mocking isn't bravado designed to cover up their own trauma. I've spoken about unhealthy humour in a previous episode and it is my sincere hope that nobody I know is mocking people's recovery in order to appear okay themselves. Because I've done that before. Talking about both other people and about myself in a disparaging way and it's not a good place to be and it's not a good thing to do. If we want to live in a society where we have fundamental freedoms, we can't just allow that when we agree with what people say and do. Part of the deal is that with those rights comes a responsibility to protect other people's rights, especially when we don't agree with them. I can't sit here, a forum that basically allows me to say whatever I want and put it out into the world, and talk about my struggles, recovery techniques, and everything else without being able to suck it up and allow other people that same opportunity to say what they want and put forth what they think. There are people who will dislike me and what I say. There were there are people who you know, they're going to think I'm full of shit, and there are people who will question my motives, my integrity, and my authenticity. And you know what? They're allowed to do that. And if I'm going to be true to the message I'm trying to put out here and to the people that I'm trying to give the message to, I have to let them do that. I can and likely will disagree with their point of view, but that's okay. What I don't have to do is explain myself to them. And what I certainly don't have to do is change their mind. What I will say is that if at any point 
someone who has those views and opinions wanted to have a discussion, either in private or on this podcast, I'd gladly welcome the conversation. Because that, after all, is the point of the whole thing. Open and honest conversations, even when, or actually especially, when they are uncomfortable. Okay folks, now it's time to belly up to the bar and order a mega pint of positivity. That's right, it's the point in the show where we talk about how it's good to be us. Now, he doesn't have my accent. Um, I'm not going to make this about looks because um, I was going to say I've got a voice for radio, but some would even question that. But Corey Marks does a decent job of driving the message home. So take it away. That's right, folks, it's good to be us. Lately, there has been no shortage of things going on in my life, and as I go through them in my regular therapy sessions, there's a common theme that has kind of been presenting itself. Early on in this podcast, I talked about how effective I found the yoga and breath work to be. It really did help center me, and it helped me take back some control and gain some perspective in situations where I had previously struggled. As I talk about the issues affecting me, once I've unburdened myself and covered some strategies with my therapist, I generally sit up, hands on my lap, and do a big inhale and a really big exhale. And that last exhale is something that really helps me just let things go. And it's become almost an important ritual in the daily work that I do. And I find that acceptance is something that is so beneficial in so many parts of our lives and something that I have made a priority for myself. So some things that I think about are this week I accepted the loss of a friend and with that the fact that there were unresolved issues in that friendship. In my recovery I've accepted the fact that I may never again see frontline policing. I have accepted the fact that I may have to leave behind the only profession that I've personally ever known. Um, I've accepted the fact that my health and well-being, and not my paycheck, are the most important considerations when I think about the future of myself and my family. I accept that people will question me, disagree with me, miscall me, lie to me, try to manipulate me, but I also accept that I do not have to engage with them. I accept that growth comes with growing pains and I accept that I cannot reach my goals if I do not put in the work. It's good to be us because accepting all the things we've been through, the trauma, the depression, the anxiety, the thoughts of suicide, isolation, the list goes on. But accepting those things is difficult. It's beyond difficult and For me, it meant a complete sea change in my thought process and how I conducted my day-to-day life. I literally had to have that proverbial TSN turning point. But with that work done, we are now so well equipped to find acceptance for all of the other outliers. 
the things that seem silly in comparison but will affect us if we let them. The things that can easily spin out of control and grow arms and legs and become a point of hyper-focus. Now, this isn't something that comes easily and it's not something that I feel I have mastered. It's something I am getting better at though. Um, it's just accepting and letting go rather than digging in. And it's not easy. And I have moments where I, you know, I'm sure my loved ones will attest that I still do dig in. But I'm getting better. So this is where I have my own internal serenity prayer. Now, I'm not religious, so I don't look to God for this. I generally look to myself because I know that I've done the work. And I sometimes just need to remind myself to take a step back and put into action the things that I already know. So here's my tweak. And I think everyone knows the serenity prayer. So what I usually tell myself is that I try to grant myself, sorry, start again because I've lost the ability to speak. I try to grant myself the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, but also, and here's the caveat, the things I should not change or the things I may not change or the things that I have no business even thinking about changing. Also the strength to change the things that I can and should change and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's where the responsibility piece comes in. And that's the price of freedom, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Well, that's it for another episode of Stay in the Game. Thanks for listening. And again, please reach out with any feedback you have or any suggestions for a particular topic that you would like covered in a future episode. Or if you want to come on and have a chat with me um, on an episode, by all means, reach out. You can go to stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com to find the links to the social media pages or email directly at stayinthegamepodcast.gmail.com. Until next time, stay in the game.